Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today we're talking about virtual reality and dance with choreographer and former Birmingham Royal Ballet dancer Alexander Whitley. Today... Oh, today actually Alex is calling in from a train station um, here in London, so you might hear a few announcements in between, um, which gives us a, a little bit of a, an interesting background sound. But um, we are going to have a chat about uh, Alex's new or latest project, which is the exciting groundbreaking virtual reality app, which has been developed in um, collaboration with The Guardian. It's called Celestial Motion. So, hi, Alex. Thanks for calling us from a, a train station. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so, sorry about this. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I'm so grateful for your time. I know how busy you are. And this new project, the virtual reality, must be quite a, a, an additional thing to your, your, normal, your normal working life as a choreographer. So tell us all about the virtual reality, virtual reality app. Um, well, it's a project that... Um I came back through um, my relationship with Saddler's World, and um, uh, I made this uh, this app with the Guardian um, VR department, which is one of the um, kind of uh, organisations at the forefront of developing um, VR content in the UK. Um, I'd actually had the idea to um, to make something for VR based on eight minutes because I felt quite early on when the elements of the piece were coming together that um, it would make for a very compelling experience to be immersed within the visual environment that Tao Rosner, the, the video artist I worked with, was creating. Um, and um, I guess I've been aware of um, virtuality because my, uh, my sister and brother-in-law actually work um, in VR. So I was really fascinated with the kind of work that they were doing and, and what the platform um, was offering creatively um, and I think um, you know seeing how how dance works on, on the stage the idea of placing a viewer in amongst the dancers in a virtual environment um, was really compelling for me so uh, yeah I was just um, quite fortunate that the, um, the Guardian approached that as well um, with the idea of making a, um, um, a dance based VR experience and and I happened to be um, kind of there waiting for the opportunity. And so, uh, yeah, it was a really fascinating experience of, of making it and, and being forced to really think differently about the relationship between the viewer and the dancer um, when ultimately the viewer is immersed in a 360-degree environment and the dancers are moving around them um, from a kind of central position rather than being watched from a distance. So the way you, you know, think about how, um, how the dancers are seen, how you can use movement to guide the viewer around the space is, is, is a very different thing when considering it um, that way rather than uh, placing dancers on stage. So tell us about the process of actually making it because um, your your piece, Eight Minutes, is uh, so, so visual. It's uh, an incredible... Mm. 
Um, and I can see why that would be naturally adapted to this type of visual technology. But for those who don't really know, well, what does virtual reality and dance even look like or feel like? And how did you go about actually making um, the, the virtual reality piece? Well, we've done something that I think is fairly innovative with this in that there are, I mean, there are a few ways you can go about creating content for, um, for virtual reality. Uh, one of them is to use a, a 360 degree camera. So using a camera, you know, that, that films a, a real world environment, um, but does so by capturing um, everything around the central um, focal point, which is the camera. So you can, you can place this camera in the center of the room and it will capture everything that happens in that room. And then when you put the virtual reality headset on, you're viewing it from the perspective of that camera. So anything um, happening around it, in this case, you know, the, the dancers moving around it, you can, you can turn your head full 360 degrees and look up and look down and you'll see everything that happens in that room. But what we did with this was we also um, motion captured the choreography as well. So we took the exact same sequence of choreography um, that went to a motion capture studio where the dancers have to put on um, suits with lots of tracking balls in them. You know, it's the kind of technology that's used a lot in, um, in Hollywood films to do their CGI. So people will wear these suits so they can capture data and then they can present the, um, the, the, the actors as, as different figures or different characters you know, through, uh, through computer graphics. Um, and so we did the same thing with this. We, we, we motion captured the dancers so that we could then um, present them in a fully virtual environment. Um, so the dancers are kind of represented by their virtual avatars, their bodies that kind of uh, resemble a human form, but uh, are kind of abstracted from um, the, the kind of full features of a, of a human body. Um, and I guess my interest in that is that to take the, the movement and represent it in different ways in that virtual environment um, and also um, combine uh, the visual environment with, with the movement um, a lot more holistically. And so within the experience that we created within the app, um, you can click a button on a controller to switch between those two environments. So you can see the, the kind of real world film dances um, and then click a button and you'll Kind of jump into the into the virtual environment and see their, their wow. digital avatars, um, and then Tao's visuals. So the the, the visuals we had uh, made for the production are played through a, a square LED wall that um, kind of stands at the back of the stage. Mm. Um, so what we could do with um, with this by having the 360 camera, we 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 filmed it in a green screen studio. Um, so we could then map Tao's visuals um, onto that 360 um, kind of background. So again, wherever you look, you see you see the visuals. So the dancers are kind of immersed within the visual environment, um, and then the viewer is at the center of that. So it is a much more um, immersive and um, kind of in-depth experience of, uh, of the choreography and the visuals um, and, and the music than you would get. And the experience of, uh, as you say, you're in the green room and the dancers have got their, their suits on. What was the experience like for the dancers? What did they share with you about the process for themselves? Um, I mean, they were all really interested in, in the process. It's something quite different for them, I think. 
Hmm. Um, I mean, we had to we had to do quite a lot of a lot of work to adapt the choreography to make it work in the round because they're effectively always dancing around the camera. Um, and you know, when you're performing on stage, there's always a clear front to the stage, um, and you know where your audience is. And so, um, I think dancers are very used to to moving with that idea of where the front is. Whereas in this case, because the camera is in the center of the room, that's always their front, if you like it, because that's always where the viewer is going to be looking from. So it took some time for them to kind of adjust to how they were, as they were moving around the space, how they could still keep their relationship to that central focal point. Um, and also how we could adapt the choreography to make a feature of that as well, so that the, when you're viewing it, you feel as though you're being kind of addressed by the performers rather than just kind of dancing around you um, without really considering uh, how you're looking at them. Uh, so that was a really interesting thing, both for me and for them, I think, that, that took a while to kind of understand, but I think we made an interesting feature um, of it. And was it the outcome what you anticipated, the, the actual um, output and the, the VR app and the experience for the, um, the viewer, but also how dance is presented in that immersive environment and that relationship with the audience and the viewer has that has the outcome been what you expected or or did you learn something new through that or and did your expectations be exceeded or different um i, I am really pleasantly surprised by what we managed to create um and we did it in a pretty small or short time frame um so we had to make some pretty big decisions quite quickly um but yeah, I'm I'm really thrilled with, yeah. with what we were able to achieve, and um, and it's kind of it's really whetted my appetite to to do more, having learned what I have about the platform and and how it's forced me to think differently about choreography and the relationship between you know, movement and and the the viewer, um, and and I think a lot of people in the VR industry um, have um, have really enjoyed it and. and I think for them, there's something about dance that lends itself really well to the art as a platform, and especially now that you know the technology is developing a lot, so that rather than just watching from a, a fixed viewpoint in, in that virtual environment, they're developing systems where you can you can move around in the, in an area that's um, motion tracked itself, yeah. um, and. So we're actually developing this project further um, into a, into an installation where um, we're hoping that two people will be able to enter that virtual environment together and they'll be wearing tracking devices on their bodies so they can see um, they'll have a virtual body and they can move around in that space with the dancers that are performing around them. So um, I'm really you know, curious and interested in, in how we can develop this further and, and how we can give people an experience of dance and or, or, or use this platform as a way of encouraging people to move and explore their bodies in ways that they're not, not ordinarily do. So I think there's something about being, you know, putting the headset on and, and closing the outside world off for a bit that kind of gives you a, a license to play and explore that um, is otherwise difficult to achieve. So, um, yeah, I'm really curious about what more can be done there and, and, and what dance can bring to this platform because, you know, there's an enormous amount of um, clout behind it, you know, a lot of the, the biggest tech, tech companies in the world, um, Google and uh, Facebook, are, are putting an enormous lot of investment into it. 
Um, so it's a really exciting time when when the technology is moving forward very quickly, and um, and you know there's obviously a big commercial drive behind that. But mm. uh, I think as an antidote to that, there's also you know a really interesting thing that happens when when artists with a different kind of incentive um, come to this technology and and ask different questions of it other than you know how how can we just make something that's really entertaining entertaining um you know how how can we really interrogate what this is and 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 what it can do for for the art forms that we already know so well um so yeah for me it's a really exciting time to be um kind of at the forefront of asking those kind of questions and and and, and seeing what new hybrid art forms are emerging in the process yeah, it does seem like there's endless possibilities for creators, for the dancers, and for the viewer as well. And you, you yeah. can you can see it from so many different aspects. Um, yeah, you can just imagine um, you know, people sitting in the audience wanting to be closer to to artists, yeah. imagining what it must feel like to be the artist or to be part yeah. of the work that you are seeing, or to be able to see it from the the artist's perspective as well. Yeah. So you yeah. can, yeah. you know, all of those different um, views that you sit there watching. If you've never participated in dance or you've never been mm. on a stage and wondering, I wonder what that feels like, and and this would yeah. be able to give the audience and the viewer a different way of being able to um, experience the art form. And that's just Absolutely. one of the possibilities. It's so endless, isn't it? Yeah. And not to take anything away from from what, you know, the, the experience of watching dance in a theatre is, you know, that's still, you know, it's a, it's a hugely important and oh. uh, effective experience that I think uh, this is only, you know, these new technologies are only going to complement and hopefully will only serve to make people more interested in the art form more broadly rather than replacing it in any way. I think there's a certain amount of fear sometimes about you know, what new technologies are planning to do or mm. um, how, uh, how they're changing, how people can experience these things. But for me, they're all complementary. I think it only serves to reinforce yeah. uh, and give more of an insight into, into what dance is rather than to change what dance apparently is. Yeah, absolutely. I could agree more. And what sort of feedback have you had from from users um, on their experience? Have you um, heard heard much feedback at this stage? It's quite new. Well, it, we've we've done a couple of um, kind of small presentations of it. We we previewed it um, at Saddlers Well Sampled uh, Festival um, in November. I think it was we did that, um, and there was an awful lot of interest in it. And um, you know, it was really pleasantly surprised by how many people came and tried it out and you know, especially not just young people which I kind of expected to be the case so a lot of um, you know older more traditional dance audiences that, um, that that came to try it out and seemed to really um, appreciate it as well so uh, it's only been on official release uh, for a couple of weeks so um, we're just starting to get the kind of feedback in, in terms of how it's being received um, more broadly but uh, I, I think you know the Guardian have a really strong following and uh, yeah publicizing it a lot so um, yeah I, it's, uh, it's it's great to think that lots of people are uh, you know putting on their headsets and experiencing it in the comfort of their own homes wherever they may be and um, yeah um, and hopefully that will give us a platform to um, to develop even more 
So what is next? What's the, you know, what are the thoughts on the future of the relationship between dance and technology? Where, where do we see all this going? Well, in terms of my involvement, we're, we're, as I said before, we're developing this, um, this project further, um, which we're hoping to be launching in the autumn. Um, and also to use it, I'm, I'm really interested in, in, in how it can be used as an educational tool as well. Um, you know, as well as uh, using dance as a, uh, sorry, using technology as a as a feature of performance. I think you know, there's an awful lot that these kind of interactive systems are presenting as they're they're primarily most interesting to the user themselves. So although they can bring some interesting new elements to the stage, when you're watching them from that third person perspective, it's not quite as interesting as when you're having the experience yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of increasingly interested in how they can be used, you know, specifically in that that context of a of a first person user experience, a more kind of installation like um, setting, um, and also as as learning tools for young people to to introduce um, what would otherwise be fairly complex ideas to them through this kind of technology, you know, so. So using virtual reality, for example, to um, to visualize things that they can move with or in relation to, um, that kind of gives them tasks and challenges that they have to solve through their movement, which you know feeds into a lot of dance and choreographic theory. But to explain that theory to a young person can sometimes be off-putting. Mm. Um, you know, because people that dance want to move. <laughs> yeah. They don't always want to. They don't always want to sit still and and listen to people talk. So, I think there's a really interesting way of, of using this to kind of um, shortcut that that talking process and just give people uh, a, uh, a responsive system that allows them to um, understand theory through their bodies um, rather than it having to be explained to them first. Yeah. Um, so. That's why I'm interested in going with it. Fantastic. Well, as you say, there's so many possibilities. You're at the forefront of these new technologies and the application for dance, and it is a really, really exciting um, journey I think we're all on in in this Mm. Um, So I just want to thank you so much for joining us from the train station, and I hope you make your train. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if you want to hear more about... (laughs) <laughs> if you wanted to hear more about Alex Whitley's work, um, particularly um, Eight Minutes, we did an interview um, before about um, the piece. So it's really good to sort of put these two together and, and hear about Alex's um, creative process uh, behind Eight Minutes and now also how that's being applied to virtual reality. And don't forget to get onto the Guardian's VR app which you can download from the Apple Store or Google Play, and that's called Celestial Motion. Thank you so much, Alex. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.